Hey, you're listening to the Pinball Podcast. I'm a very healthy sounding Jeff, and I'm here tonight with Jessica. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you sound like you're dying. <laughs> Hopefully you won't actually die. We can get through uh, the episode before that happens. I'm actually on the much better side of this. Um, over, I don't know, it was about a week ago, I had a pretty raging fever. It was the highest fever of my life. It was 105.6, and I was ice bathing it. It was fun. It was great. Um, but I have like a cough that won't go away. Um, so I'll try and mute them out as best I can. But I like that we got the health update done in the first 90 seconds of recording so that people we don't have to timestamp it in the show notes so people can fast forward to find the health update. We just lead in with the good stuff. Oh, and speaking of leading in with the good stuff, uh, that RuPaul song is dedicated to Danny Peck and her win in the women's women's championship at Indisc. She's she crushed it. it. Um, if you could have done that a little more DJ, like this one's going out to Danny Peck, but <laughs> then we could have we could have gone into it. But instead, I just uh, stumbled over my words like every other time, <laughs> and. Uh, Huge props to Stacy and Brenna, two amazing bells from Portland, who also killed it in the women's and all of the other amazing ladies. I knew so many people who were there playing, and the stream was outstanding. Um, props to Jim Belsito and Carl D'Angelo for putting on what looked like an amazing event and having the best stream I've ever seen of a pinball event ever. Yeah, that's the bar has definitely been raised in that regard. Um, Boy, the Peck family knows how to vacation, don't they? <laughs> they sure do. Besides seeing like awesome places and all that, it's like, I'm just going to crash this pinball tournament and win it. Right. Because um, last year at Texas Pinball Festival, Danny won the women's division there. Yeah, she did. Um, she crushed in disc. <sighs> all, these, all these foreigners coming in and taking not just whoa, our jobs <laughs> the opinions presented by Jeff <laughs> on this football podcast are not definitive of anyone else. Um, okay. I'm just going to say uh, well the dang are you trying wall, to piss off all a wall, a wall along the Mexican border wouldn't have stopped them they flew right over it oh god oh. Man. okay I got some things to ouch rethink here. To, to no, work that's awesome. Out personally, not while we're recording. Excellent. I'm just a little bit bitter because our SES state winner he was from Nevada. So yeah, but that wouldn't have kept him from unless you're going to build a wall around Utah. Is Nevada not in the wait? Nevada's in the U.S. I think it's still it it might have slipped under the radar and managed to secede. Oh, oh, let me know how you managed to do that, please. <laughs> the The fever was really high and it lasted days. My brain's kind of been a little bit <laughs> questionable lately. So, um, lately, no, I, in all seriousness, um, the pinball podcast officially loves foreigners and <laughs> immigrants and um, people who are from this country and expats as well. We just love all people. 
Are you trying to get me blacklisted before I even get to Australia and New Zealand? <laughs> You're like, she's not allowed. Oh, no, I'll do that the week before so you don't have time to explain and rebuild bridges. I'll burn those down right before you go. Out of jealousy that I'm not going, so. Um, you should be super ultra jealous now because this is going to be the best trip ever. I 100% considered going except for the fact that I've got a child due to be born in March. So you can, there's Skype. You can, it's almost like you're in the hospital with them. Yo, doc, move your head. I can't, I can't see that well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so timing is a bummer sometimes. So I'm just playing this one safe. I do have tickets for Texas pinball festival, but that's easy to like get on a flight and be home in like three hours if I need to be. So <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like that you're probably it's a, it's, a, it's, a it's a longer hop from New Zealand, so right. Anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's that was a really long congratulations segment. That was super long. Okay, but wait, I'm not done talking about. I I do want to talk about this trip really quick because yeah, no, totally. It, I, I'm just gonna want to talk about it the whole <laughs> time because I'm really excited. Like, really very excited. So, um, I have been plotting and scheming um, a few things for when I head out. So, it's, you know, the whole time travel bit. So, I leave here on March 2nd. And I land in Brisbane on March 4th. Right? Because time travel. And um, so, I get there. I'll probably crash out for a little bit. Um, but then go and explore and play in tournaments. Um, so apparently there are tournaments on Friday and Saturday. And of course I get there Sunday. So I miss both of those. But uh, on Wednesday, March 7th, if um, you or anyone you know will be on the Gold Coast of Australia, um, I am throwing a tournament Dr. John is helping me get everything set up. I think we're going to do it at Time Zone in Surfer's Paradise. I am doing a tiki-themed pinball tournament. Oh, that's so. going to be nice. Mm-hmm. So we will have tiki cocktails. Everyone needs to wear their Hawaiian shirts, Polynesian dresses, coconut bras, the whole deal. Um, but it's going to be super fun, and I cannot wait to do it. And We're going to do some kind of fun format. We'll figure it out. And I'm already working on trophies and they're spectacular. Um, so that'll be a nice way to kind of round out my few days in Australia. So if there are any listeners who are there and want to get together and play some pinball while I'm there for a few days, uh, let me know. Let's go hang out. And then we're all flying together to Wellington for the start of Pincade on Thursday um, and just got a little bit of an updated schedule from Rotor Dave. He posted some updates. So um, Thursday at six o'clock, we're playing a three strike tournament. And then Friday we're doing a TNA launch party uh, tournament there's a like a fun casual competition on Saturday. Sunday is the System 11 World Champs and I'm really very excited. So 10 classic System 11 games 
And then there's uh, Pincade Classics, which I'm super stoked for. I love <laughs> classics tournaments. Oh my god, uh, cannot cannot wait. And then you know why? Because uh, classics games are a whole heck of a lot more fun to compete on. Okay, gosh, sorry. So well, I love playing them in general, but yes, the competition always feels more interesting um, to me. Anyway, I don't know if it's that way for everybody, but I really love if I have the choice and it's just like, oh, I only have time to play in one of the like main or classics. I will one hundred percent just play in classics. Right, um, and that's totally where I'm starting to go now. So. Yeah. Um, we can talk yeah. more about that a little bit later. But yes, that's, I totally feel you on that. Mm -hmm. And then there also is going to be like a women's um, finals. So the top eight women from the System 11 finals are going to compete for like a women's trophy kind of thing there too. So um, yeah, I can't wait for all of the things. Um, Gene X is actually <laughs> heading over too, I just found out, which is really exciting. Um, and Esther, who's a new Portland Belle, um, who actually really helped me when I threw my back out, she and Sue helped get me to and from my doctor and made sure that I was in good shape and my friend Alan as well. So thanks to everybody who, uh, mini health update helped me when I threw my back out, but, um, Esther's going to be there and she's done it before and she's been telling me all this great stuff about it. So it's nice to have a few familiar faces I'm really excited to meet all of the people I have never, ever met before. It's like a whole new world of pinball community that I'm going to, you know, fly into literally. Um, yeah, but I'm stoked to actually get to hang out with Emily and Dr. John for a few days in Australia before heading over to New Zealand. And then I booked myself. Are you ready for this? Uh, sure. Almost an entire week of vacation after Pincade. I don't. I thought you didn't do vacation. I thought you just worked I, and squeezed I work in weeks. All the time. <laughs> this is the first time. I mean, I go when I do um, Pinburg. I go and spend a few days with my mom, and then go do that whole thing. But that's not. It doesn't really feel vacationy. It's like traveling to play pinball, and then a little bit of family stuff. But I will be in Auckland for like six days with nothing planned. It's kind That's of dangerous scary, and awesome. But yeah. really exciting. I can't wait. So I want to go do ridiculous things because um, I love roadside attractions. So I want to go see some Kiwi Kana and then go to some, some of the silky beaches because they have sand that feels like silk apparently at some places. And I thought that that would be cool. I want to go zorbing, get thrown down a hill in a giant hamster ball. Um, I don't know. I want to go do weird stuff. So People have been sending me a few suggestions and I joined up on the Aussie Arcade forum just to hopefully be able to meet some people before I head out there too because adventures are more fun with people. True. Um, not that I mind a little alone travel time. I'm actually looking forward to, to that too. And not that I'm super going to be alone because I'm staying with the pecs. Um, but yeah, so staying with the Cossins in Australia, staying with the pecs in um, New Zealand and Man, I can't wait. I'm so freaking excited um, for for this part of my language. Okay, I've been trying. I feel your giddiness. I can feel it. Like, <laughs> it's tangible and warm. <laughs> Thanks. I was, I, 
I've been trying not to curse on our show because someone complained oh. about it one time. So oh, you got a complaint. Trying to okay. be good, <laughs> but uh, that actually reminded me that there was a very funny thing that came up. Like, there's a pincade like forum post on the Aussie Arcade forum. So, like, people who are attending are posting things, and someone who was on there, like, I'm sure it was it, it was very well intentioned. Um, put a reminder to the group to mind their language now quote unquote like now uh, that women and children will be competing um <laughs> i was like I so <laughs> i was like i'm probably going to be the biggest offender there plus yeah. it i was like what what year is this like i don't understand yeah chivalry's not dead (laughs) wasn't that one of the code of chivalry things is swear not in front of the ladies (laughs) lest they faint i'll bring some smelling salts yes well the vapors (laughs) our delicate sensibilities um no yeah that was that was practice putting funny Practice putting the back of your hand to your forehead as your knees buckle. So. Oh my! <laughs> Someone yeah. said balls. Yeah, that's going to be real tough. <laughs> oh. So anyway, well, uh, that was a. <laughs> oh, Australia, you're going to be, you're going to be good. You'll also be forever changed after half the show passes through there. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be allowed to go actually if I had the time because I'd probably be labeled as like a threat to the public health. Like yes. they don't know what I'd bring in with me. No, um, they know what you're bringing because you tell everyone every time we talk. Oh, I. That's. I, I, I've got way more detail. <laughs> um, oh, look at the time. Okay. Exactly. No, mm-hmm. I do need to discuss something health related a little later, but it's, it's we're having fun right now, so let's just keep keep that tone going okay so all right yeah so um so yes i'm very excited yes if you are listening and you are from australia or new zealand which i know is more this flipping podcast how do they get all the aussies and kiwis over there oh because because uh they're annoying to them so (laughs) i yeah i actually like vegemite so it's not as entertaining as making taylor uh eat it Oh, you know, I'm I'm on Team Taylor with this. I think it's terrible. So, I just don't think you're doing it right. Uh, I if it's a mistake <laughs> to put it in your mouth, <laughs> I am mistaken. I mean, you got part of it down. There's yeah. there's some technique. Um, okay, and before we get too deep into whatever we're doing, um, I just want to say we're not doing like a year in review, which other people have done, and that's great. Um, but if you want a good year in review, this flipping podcast did one, um, which was fantastic, except for the fact that Taylor, when he was talking about his Northwest trip, uh, gave away the fact that I was actually okay dealing with his kids and we got <laughs> along pretty well, even though I don't typically do kids. He just has rad kids. It's not that I do well with kids in general. It's just that he's raised some pretty great ones so well one day i'll set mine loose on you and (laughs) we can 
<laughs> we can have that's, that's the way that you tell me you don't want to do the podcast with me anymore. Here are Children, my boys. Take them. <laughs> oh god, that'll send me running. I'm actually about to start um, really working with my older son about uh, playing pinball well because I've not I've tried not to like uh, like he plays it often. I'll notice I'll come home from work and there will be a stool in front of the machines and stuff, and I'll notice when I turn the game on that the scores that are up are not from the last time I played it. And the other thing I've noticed is he knows how to do certain things in the game. So he's paying attention. So I'm going to start playing with him um, a little more mm-hmm. and talking him through it and see how good he can be. Cause I want to start taking him to pinball events. The ones that are in locations where he can go and he can be and, and just see how he does. I, I have a feeling he's going to surpass me. Um, in not too long once he really, gets playing a lot more regularly but it should be fun excellent that's really cool that he's you know finding it on his own too you're just like it's like little traces he's leaving (laughs) i know yeah very exciting um and speaking of getting kids into pinball hey uh it was state champs yesterday and colin urban won oregon state champs boom yeah great job Colin crushing it at quarter world yesterday. Um, so there was the state champs tournament. And then um, I helped my friend Isaac run the state chumps tournament that I won last year. Um, <laughs> and just helped him TD it this year. I pulled myself out of the tournament after a couple of rounds just to, I don't know. I, I, when I'm directing, I like to just direct and not yeah. also be playing a game and then have people, come and need stuff because I'm happy to go help them but I feel badly for the people who I'm playing who have to sit there and wait while I do that stuff um so whenever I run things I try to just TD them um which I'm happy to do now that I'm not yeah yeah. ideally the TD doesn't play but it's hard Mm -hmm. especially have limited events to not play in them um I was helping with an issue on another game at one point and um they got my attention um, during the other person's ball. So I stepped aside Well, we were playing guardians of the galaxy and my opponent's ball ended and my mode timer just sat and counted down while I was, um, helping the other person. Cause that game, the mode timer runs with the ball in the shooter lane. So there are drawbacks to trying to do both. Um, luckily that didn't matter too much. I ended up still winning that game, but okay. That was a bit of a bummer to realize, well, cool, my mode timed out while I was away. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just beyond that, there's complications of, um, but just ruling on people that you're playing with and that you'll be playing against possibly in later rounds. I don't know. It's it's tough to do. Um, And just the split attention. You're always keeping an eye out on all the other matches. Is everything going well? Is things being done right it, it's tough so yeah i understand that for sure yeah i don't know it was um i ended up just kind of hanging around afterwards to play some games so once it kind of went into finals isaac had everything really well in hand and i actually ended up sort of super falling in love with popeye oh you didn't 
Oh my gosh, I did. <laughs> that game is, it's amazing. So no, I'm not putting that game on blast. Um, I, I understand it. why people don't like it because there, there's a little bit of a barrier to understanding what's going on with that thing. Um, and if you don't know what's going on, because a lot of the playfield visuals blocked by the boat, it can be hard to want to learn. Um, but yeah, John likes that game too. So it's a tradition to have at least, I think it's okay, but at least half the show on board. <laughs> okay. Well, so I had only ever played it at Attaball in Seattle and immediately like the art is awesome i may have even talked about that at one point but like popeye has flipper arms and he's shooting bluto in the face with balls and olive oils up top and she's like some saying something about like those boys in their pinball or whatever which is funny but then when you really start looking at the game there's okay so up on the boat there is a plastic uh first of all there's a chubby panda which is adorable and then <laughs> There's a deer, like, reclining in, like, a lounger chair with his legs crossed. <laughs> Which, first of all, I don't think that that's anatomically possible for a deer. Secondly, uh, <laughs> I said to my friend Zach, we were, we were playing a game, and I was like, is he reading, like, is he looking at a centerfold? Because he has a magazine turned sideways. Yep, he is reading Play-Doh magazine. D-O-E. That dirty buck. Right? I'm like, this is amazing. Like, oh, okay. And then all of the different, like, lands that you're traveling through somehow, like, saving animals in weird places. I guess, ha like, Pandemonia, of course, is where you find the panda. Sure. sure. And then Sushi Sea is where the dolphin is, right? That that works works there aphrodisia are rhinoceri <laughs> rhinoceroses what's the plural of rhinoceros are they aphrodisiacs like what's why is there why they, are they aphrodisia yeah that's why they're poached is for their horn they, they grind up the horn humans and, are terrible and uh chinese markets support that so oh god that makes me super sick um all right no let's get back to to good crazy things about the game the game is just because you get it because you get it they're they're horny yep i get it rhinos are yep 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 i'm saying they have horns on them wait could you explain that one more time no i understand what you're saying um, but it's true. They do cut them off and use them as an aphrodisiac. So. so, Popeye. Yeah, I have a lot of fun playing it. I don't 100% understand it, but I got to the Stampede multiball twice, which was really cool. <laughs> and I super enjoy the animation when the animals are all chasing Bluto and then the dolphin jumps into his chest and it almost looks like he's stabbing him. Oh, the dolphin knows how to knows. get at Bluto. That's for sure. Right? I was like, what is this? It's it's just bonkers. So then I was trying to figure out what the creature uh, who's looking at the map is. I was like, what kind of animal is that supposed to be? So my friend Zach sent me a Wikipedia page for Eugene the Jeep. 
Do you know about this? Uh, no. Okay, so that's the character that's on the playfield. It's a mysterious animal with magical or supernatural abilities. Okay, and I recognize it. I didn't know it was a jeep. Yeah, species jeep. All right. And then, then in the 1936 comic strip titled What's a Jeep? Popeye asks <laughs> Professor Brainstein what a jeep is. And he lives in the third dimensional world, but really belongs to a fourth dimensional world. And some of his life cells forced through the dimensional barrier and then combined, quote, combined at a favorable time with free huh. life cells of the African hooey hound. And I am 100% <laughs> going to use combined at a favorable time for all sexual relations from now on. It's combined so at a favorable time. Right? Wow. Yeah. So that's why he's so cheery. But if it had been combined in an unfavorable time, the Jeep might have been just this savage that just really screwed everything up. I don't, it says the electrical vibrations of the Huey Hound cell and the foreign cell were the same. Wow. Yeah, I don't fully understand. But he's some magical creature who had interdimensional is... intercourse with part of another creature and then popped into our world from a fourth dimension like like you do um yeah it's so bizarre and i super love it and i don't totally understand it but that's okay and i just kept playing it yesterday and all i wanted to do was play popeye which <laughs> was a little i don't know i got to a point where i was like how many games of this have i played but i turned around at one point and like people were watching me play because I was managing to do good things. Like I had was trying to figure out strategies and stuff. So felt pretty good. And then, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling, but my friend Zach, who I was playing with um, yesterday at Quarter World after the tournament, his brother worked on that new zombie baseball pitch and bat game. Oh yeah, that thing's fun. And there are only two of the zombie version out in the world and Quarter World has one. That's cool. I got to play it at TPF, the, the zombie version. It was very yes. cool. Yeah, so we played that. Um, I beat him. We tied, and then I beat him. So I walked away feeling good about that. Um, but I like, got a picture of him playing it to send for him to send to his brother and stuff. So um, he didn't know that it was there, so it was a nice surprise. I was like, I was just going to text you the picture <laughs> of the game. But now you walked in, so I can just show it to you. Um, yeah. So... It's super satisfying when you hit a home run on that thing. Yes, um, it is. As all pitch and bats are, but that one especially so. It just it feels so great. Yeah. The light show is really cool. Yes, yeah. Because up in the like in the head of the cabinet, there's like a three dimension, so it's actually running bases and stuff up top um, instead of down on the field, so that you can hit up. Because sometimes it's like printed on the field, but actual little zombie guys that pop up and run around. And then there's the crowd, and when you get a home run, like all these lights flash, like from the crowd. It's really cool looking. Um, I think they did a good job. It was, it was definitely fun to play, and it was being played all day. So it seems to be going well for them over at Quarter World, and it seems pretty popular. So that that's was, cool. Yeah, really exciting to have a new thing to play. 
Um, before it gets too far removed, I do want to mention that on Amazon, you can buy a novelty driver's license for Eugene the Jeep. Um, his birth date is 3336. Um, okay. His height is listed as short. <laughs> his weight is listed at 45. I don't know if that's pounds or what, but fur, yellow, eyes, dark. <laughs> Restrictions. Not to be used while invisible. So. He goes invisible? I would guess so. I mean, he's transdimensional. Oh, um, wait. He was a gift to olive oil. So is he like a pet? I don't know. What? But Popeye's 5'6". Okay. His diet consists only of orchids. That sounds like well, an expensive pet. Yeah, that's that's going to that's gonna add up. Oh, wait, he can teleport and walk through walls. What? More like Eugene the Creep. Oh, my gosh. There's a high school uh, in Indiana that has him as their school mascot. And another one in Ohio. Wow. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I'm I'm really glad that uh, the really Jeep glad exists. that I know these things now. Yeah, yeah. So Popeye, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> this has been the Eugene the Jeep podcast. Sorry. Jeff's muting himself because he's dying. Um, S- I had. I was slower than mute on that. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. I can't make you laugh anymore. Um, I will say that I may have been inspired to play so much um, Popeye yesterday because I had a really close game on it against my friend Ben. Um, He was player one and had 82 mil and I was player two and tilted at 81.9. Oh, that's brutal. He beat me by 200,000 points. Um, so that was super close. And had I been paying attention, although at the po- that point I had kind of checked out from caring about the tournament. That sounds terrible, but I was just like, I'm TDing. And I genuinely you, was just enjoying yeah. learning the game. You cared. Um, your emotional investment was just slow. Super, super invested. Um, and then my friend Mindy, she and I got called... Um, round one up on twilight zone and our first game i had 236 mil and she had 237 mil <laughs> less than a million but she was 800 750,000 points more than me so it was that was the kind of day i was having yesterday Ooh. in terms of playing pinball but um it seemed like everybody had a lot of fun and things ran smoothly and that was it was a good day how good. was your state champs aside from um, yeah um okay so it actually went really well um we held it at this place called Ketos brewery and it's the location where some of our guys in the league have taken some games over and it's just kind of started operating um and it worked out well we had an awesome lineup it was really varied um see if i can do this off the top of my head we had big game the classic stern um sharky shootout the very classic stern 
<laughs> Star Trek, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Solar City, Gulfstream, Royal Flush, Whirlwind, High Speed, X-Men, Ellie, and there's one more that I'm forgetting. I said Whirlwind, right? Oh, Elvira and the Party Monsters. Okay. So we ranged from, uh, you know, stuff from the 60s all the way up to like 60 days ago. Um, but it went well. I felt terrible, like health-wise going, which I was really bummed out about because last year I had surgery the day before the SES. So could not do anything. This year I was pretty excited about it, um, but did not feel well at all. And lately... Um, I've been having a lot of migraines, like a lot, and it's been tough. I've mentioned on the show before. And one of the big things is uh, light sensitivity, and it's made playing pinball really tough to the point where um, it was a big factor in me dropping out of the league. Um, mm. There's other stuff going on as well. It's not the sole factor, but it's it's getting really hard to look at a pinball machine. And I went, I played really well round one. I got through... Um, four and one and then round two started out on top um i had a chance to go up three games to zero and lost on x Manelli by less than two million points mm. even though i had villain running and wolverine lit i hit the stupid target four times and didn't start and this is the biggest thing i need to work on when it comes to competitive pinball um i can be playing fantastically well but if I feel like I took a bad break, it affects me for like the next two or three games. And feeling like I really could have put the nail in up 3-0, um, but instead having it go 2-1, I proceeded to lose the next two. Uh, and then I kind of shook it off and I won the next one. And I lost in game seven on Pirates of the Caribbean, a game I... I've gone on record many times saying I don't like, so I know that's exactly why he took me there. Um, but uh, it was fine. I I was happy with how I played, but I know the reason I did not get to the finals is because I couldn't shake off that just the game screwed me feeling. Like I was just angry about it. And mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better at it, but for some reason yesterday, it just really, I don't know if it was the stakes involved or what, but it just really, really, uh, dragged me down. Um, so that's my own doing. Um, with a game that close, I probably should have just shot ramps or something to grind it out. But X-Men's a hard game to get points on unless you're in a multiball. So, you know, one shot to start. Um, I thought I could have done it. But at the fourth one, it ricocheted directly off of it to the out lane, and I was done. Um, but the the rest of the tournament went really well. Uh, the person who won is his name's Steve. He's he's from Nevada, and he drives into our monthly tournaments, um, and he's really good. So he qualified. Um, he had to rally back from down three one in both the semifinals and the finals to win it. So uh, he had to play a ton of games to get it done. And our tournament took over nine hours because most of our rounds we went seven games. Like our skill gaps really gotten small one through 16. Um, so it was, it was great. The games held up well. 
Um, the only ones that had a little bit of trouble was like X-Men, the Wolverine target was iffy, but not iffy enough that we had to pull it. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is just, that game's just not done. Um, ball savers come on and flash, but it won't save your ball. Or Groot was doing some weird things. Um, I don't know. That, Does that surprise not, you? No. It's just, it's. I don't know that it's quite ready for the limelight yet. But, um, you know, we had it there. And with people choosing to play the game they want to play, it's up to them if they want to go and risk having goofy stuff happen. I didn't choose the game, but I did win on it. So um, twice I had to play it, and I won both times, so that was fine. But uh, I don't know. I came out of it. Uh, when I first lost, I was a little bit bummed out. I was running the thing, so I had to shake it off and just you know immediately start helping and going on, which helped me move past it. And um, I had a great time. It was, it was fun. But I'm a little bit concerned about the upcoming year. One, obviously – not being in league, it's going to be harder to qualify. But with my inability to play for very long, um, how well I'm going to be able to even compete going forward. Um, there's a few things I need to try to see if it can improve my ability to look at a pinball machine any longer. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been tough. Um, but it was great. The tournament went well. Um, I was really happy for Steve for winning. Um, the person he beat, Josh, uh, is, he's going to be questioning some of his game choices, I think, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. When you're up 3-1 and then you start losing, um, you try and kind of outthink. And what he, one of his own personal games is there and he didn't choose it. So I'm, I'm going to wonder how he feels about that. But second is not bad. Um, I think... 99% of the people out there, if you offered them second in the SCS, they'd take it. So um, it was a great tournament. I was happy with it. I was just upset that morning of, I felt like crap, but I, I don't think it had as big of an impact on my play as, um, as I would like to say as far as excuses go, but <laughs> it, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but, See, uh, the light sensitivity with the migraines is tough. Like when I took my mom to play, she yeah. and I get them, um, and she couldn't play any of the new turns at all. She could not look at the games. And I right. totally understand that. And my friend Mike Mahaffey in town, he's um, like the main operator for Melody, and he's been doing it for forever. And he's, I mean, just an amazing guy and he's really funny he has these like pinball flambe hall of fame or it's like crazy led games and um he has a picture of like a welder's helmet like that you would need to wear to play some of them and i get that like if i'm on an attack and it goes into strobe multi-ball i just drain it out like i can't there are certain yeah, games where i just can't look at it or you know winter's coming on game of thrones i just it's literally, you know, I understand that there's danger for people with seizure conditions or things like that, but migraines are a fairly common thing and light sensitivity is a thing. And aside from my general just love of incandescent and kind of cooler, older games where the, you know, lights aren't blinding you um, and tastefully used LEDs if you have to put them in for general illumination, I don't like the crazy bright lights and 
they hurt and they hurt me in competition. Not mm-hmm. that I'm competing much, but they also really hurt me from just enjoying games that I really want to play and it sucks. Yeah. And so, I mean, I have an eye issue. It's really hard to explain. It's easy if I can show you with my hands, but it, um, you know, if you're like, if you have one hand close to your face in front of your eyes and then you put your other hand further away, if you look at the hand that's further away, the hand that's closer goes out of focus and maybe even goes into like kind of a double vision sort of thing, right? Then if you focus on your close hand, the further one goes out of focus, depth of field. Like that's, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So I can do that. I can look and de- my depth of field vision works, but my eyes work a lot harder to do it. I It's something I don't notice um, consciously, but... Um, my eyes work way harder than normal persons to keep things in focus um, based on where I'm focusing my vision. So I, I've seen specialists about it. I have very good vision as far as being able to see well, but this uh, keeping things in focus issue is a big source of headaches and eye strain for me. And with pinball, um, when the lights are flashing, it's hard, and I don't notice the things going in and out of focus, but my eyes are straining really, really hard to keep the ball in focus as opposed to the reflections of the light off the glass um, or off of the wood in there or whatever it might be. So there are some special glasses I can wear. I hate wearing them. They don't fix the issue. They just delay the amount of time before it becomes overwhelming. Um or I could have an extremely expensive surgery and it's no guarantee that it would work. So I've not opted for that. But yeah, what you're saying with the LEDs, I will put LEDs in my games um, more so to kind of even out the brightness in the machine, but the super brights and things like that, I can't handle them. Um, so I do the frosted bulbs and just try and have like an even nice brightness on the game. But there are a few mods out there that will kill me. The the lightning flasher mod for ACDC that got popular for a hot minute, um, I can't play it. If that's on the game, forget it. I'm done. It, it's just every time you hit one of those targets, those things flash so brightly that I can't play for the next two to three seconds. And um, winter is coming does, does that to me. Um, I actually will close my eyes for a split second when I know I'm about to earn a medal in Star Trek because the flashing effect is so strong. And uh, especially if I'm going to be playing those games for an extended period of time, if it's a tournament and I'm going to have to be dealing with it, uh, the less I can subject myself to it, the better. But uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to just have to start wearing the glasses um, because I don't want to stop playing pinball. Like I do enjoy it. I love it. Um, I'd like to continue to get better, but I don't know if it's something as I get older, it's getting worse or why it's becoming more sensitive but it has so i gotta watch it oh i'm sorry to hear that's really difficult but we'll get it figured out um it'll be fine so um other than that not much more to say about the scs except for the games i enjoyed playing on most were whirlwind big game high speed and the ems like i just am totally feeling that the class of vibe is just feeling more more pinball to me 
um, <laughs> where there are sections of a play field that you have to work to experience or that you have to be extremely deliberate in your play. Um, a lot of the modern games, and I do enjoy them a lot. I play them. I own them. It seems like the same spot on the flipper usually leads to a ramp. Um, and the same spot on the flipper usually leads to an orbit or a loop. And in the end, they just kind of start playing the same um, or, or extremely similar. So the old games just didn't have that. And I dig it, man. I tried to buy a Swords of Fury today, but apparently I was too slow. But. Oh, I want to play that game so much. We don't have one around here. Oh, that's good. The few times I've been around it, I've super enjoyed playing it. Yeah. And and I think the Lion Man thing is obnoxious as far as its life as a pinball meme, but the game is, is pretty dang cool. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm not giving up the hunt to get one, so... Yeah. Um, what else have you been up to, though? Like, well, let's uh, let's just for a minute while we're talking about how amazing uh, classics are. Yeah. Guess what I got to play? Um, Striker Extreme. Well, we know we know that I've played Striker Extreme <laughs> several times. Um, I don't know if they still have it at Hungry Tiger here in town, but they used to have it at Hungry Tiger at least. And, um, yes, very much, uh, have somewhat enjoyed playing that game. It's a weird one. So no, I, I like weird ones. I actually enjoy Striker Extreme, but I hate NFL, the game that it was based on or that NFL is based on Striker Extreme. Um, same layout, but for some reason, I think NFL is one of the worst DMD games of all time. Striker Extreme is just kind of okay for me. But, yeah. And it's fun to compete uh, on, honestly, but Yeah. Oh, no, I've always had fun competing on it because a lot of people don't like playing it. So okay. I was like, nope, we're just going to have fun playing this. Okay, so it wasn't Striker Extreme. Um, I think I got this. Okay. Road Kings. <laughs> Kings of Steel. <laughs> You're such a doofus. Uh, I played TNA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I just have to say, I know I've, I've mentioned before that he's amazing, but John Gamera is Portland pinball guy and just all around amazing human being. He's the one who helped me to find my theater and drove it to me from California and has always just been nothing but like giving and wonderful and lovely and helpful. So his personal TNA is on location at C-Bar. We were like the first place in the Pacific Northwest to get one around. And man, I've just been so stoked to have TNA out on location to play for a while now. And I adore it. So when they posted pictures that it was like at C-Bar, I pretty much ran to C-Bar. <laughs> so it was like two weeks ago, I want to say now. Yeah, two weeks. It's been on location. So it um, it went out on Monday. And immediately from the office, I ran over to C-Bar. And there were already a couple of people there playing it. Um, Jake and Jeremiah from Rose City. Um, just really, really happy to have it there. Um, and the sound, we it was at a three. And the sound is amazing. We bumped it up to a six. There you go. Um, which was way better. I was trying to get him to go to 11. 
because of course the game goes to love and it loves so much um yeah so the uh the sound is so great and i was just giddy playing it like just well as far, and while other people are playing it and they have it in the spot at c-bar that has the overhead camera so you can watch it which gives you a really good view of the light show like in attract mode and when you go to like destroy your reactors uh, how you have to get it in the core there's a, the white light that circles the core it's where it's like so this cool is where looking. you want to go yeah like so amazing it's so well orchestrated the music is found fantastic all of the sound effects are just perfect it gets you like pumped and into it and oh my gosh i just love it so much so <laughs> i took a picture of all the people who showed up like first thing when c-bar opened to play it and sent it over to scott um and just like sent him a little note saying thank you so much for designing this i super love it it's punishing and fast and all of the things i love um did not want to stop playing it, but there were so many people. So I got like a couple hours, stayed, got some games in, let people rotate in. And finally I was like, I need to come back when there's no one here. Um, so I went back the following night. And then the night after that, we had our Battle of the Bells at Eastside Deli, which is a new location for pinball. Chris Rhodes has pins out there. He also got a, there's a new Blackbird pizza that is by my house really close um, that has two pins. I went there and checked it out. So Chris Rhodes is killing it um, with his location games. And Eastside was super happy to have us. Like they gave prizes for, for second, third place and like had little first, second, third place balloons tied to them, which was really sweet. Um, but then I went back on Thursday back to play TNA and C-Bar again. I was there basically every day of the week except for one before I left for Seattle. So getting as much TNA time in as possible. Um, I was the first person to put initials up and it did not last long, but I was really excited to put initials up. I was like, I got a million points and now I'm nowhere close to the board anymore. But um, man, that game is really satisfying if you can hit those shots and really punishing if you can't. It's, yeah, and it's a game that's difficult to slow down, but you want to be able to slow it down yeah. to do the things. Um, that lower pop bumper interferes with plans to slow things down. <laughs> I I love how easy you can backhand the um, the lock shots. Yeah, yeah, it's totally necessary to be able to do that for sure. Yeah, and sometimes you can get them like on the fly. It's the skill shot is so challenging to get it. It's like either just too little or just too much. It's like. <laughs> The Eddie Izzard bit about like the safe cracker in the shower. It's like, you know, 0.2 degrees between fantastically hot and fucking freezing. Um, it's like that dialing the skill shot in on TNA. I'm like, I thought it was right here. It is not right here. Um, just absolutely adoring it. And he's been so great. Scott's amazing in terms of like taking feedback or answering questions. And whenever people have questions, you know, when we're just sitting playing and they ask me stuff, I'll text it to him and he'll respond back right away. And um, he's, yeah, just fantastic. And, you know, he's obviously so proud of what he's done and he should be because it's amazing. And I really hope that we see more new designers and that we see more games that kind of go away from this standard like stern cookie cutter like these are the way that the games are and we're recycling this to this to this this is a game that's unlike anything that's come out recently and i adore it and i'm so happy that it's in the world um and 
Oh my gosh, he's the best. So um, it was supposed to be this week, but I hurt my back. So the next Bells meeting, the first one in February, um, Scott's going to Skype us and we're going to do a live Q&A on TNA. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start the meeting and get some games in on it. And I'm going to do a little tutorial and then we're going to bring Scott on. So the bells can ask questions about the design process and the actual game. And, um, I'm so excited and really, really thrilled that he's agreed to do that with us. And, um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be great. They just got one at quarter world as well. So yesterday, um, people were getting to play it a bunch during the state champs slash chumps. Um, and it just has an audience and they've got the volume pumped up. We did get it to 11. Uh, we had a CFF meeting two weeks ago and, or a week ago. And uh, my days are all screwy cause pain meds. Um, but probably a week ago we bumped the one at C bar up to 11 and actually got the volume all the way up. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I love it. I love it very much. It's such a rush to play that thing, but as you get more and more reactors in the amount of pressure you start to feel is like, <laughs> I think if you're six reactors in, you're ready to take on, you know, the finals in Papa because you're feeling, you're feeling it with that game. I, it's, you can't, you're just like, I can't blow it now. I can't, oh, I did. It's bye-bye ball. But it's it's just such a one-more-game game. It's so fun. But I've yeah. been really um, trying to decide if I want to get on that list before they say, hey, last call. Um, Are they going to say that? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go because eventually they're going to have to build Alice Cooper. And... They do get often commissioned to do other games. So I don't know if like this will be something they just can mix in small runs over time uh, whenever there's enough demand or if Scott's going to eventually want to move on to his next game or something. I, I have no idea, to be honest. But um, at some point, the wait to get one will get extended, though, because they will be running um, Alice Cooper. So yeah. it would be nice. It would be nice to get on that list and and have one um there's none around here so i i would love to have one in the area and come to portland and play here oh because we have two of them oh you're spoiled you're spoiled we are so spoiled you are so so spoiled and it's okay yeah it's okay to be spoiled when when it comes to pinball so that's awesome no i'm super glad you liked it um, it's been a long time since I've been able to play it, so I'd love to see what little audio and visual effects have been added. But um, it probably won't be until Texas Pinball Festival that I see another. It's going to be a little ways down down the road, but I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just super adore that game. Like, I, yeah, they did a great job. Scott, you slayed it. Love it, love it. Yep. More like that. Very <laughs> Makes my classics loving heart um, very full. Enjoy it so much. Um, kind of branching off of, because I was just talking about Bells. Um, Bells Olympics is happening again. Yeah. <gasps> it's been a year. So I was doing um, six month seasons for Bells, and now I think I'm moving it to like year long model. There's a lot of stuff that I'm I'm changing and wanting to do with. Um, I've been playing around with th 
things and I've changed it so that it's free to join because I don't ever want anyone to not be able to come and be a part of Bell's due to finances. So I've started um, like a kitty. So I'll drop a roll of quarters on the table every meeting. So it's free to come and join and play in Bell's. And then if you don't have money for quarter drop or whatever, it's like a take a quarter, leave a quarter situation. Like if you need it, take it. And if you have some extra at the end of the night, then leave them and they go into a pot. And so every meeting, I basically just drop 10 bucks on quarters to make sure that anyone who wants to play is there and playing. Um, but we're doing Olympics again, which is when I super get to mess with everyone. And I love it so much. Um, I, I spend, you know, 90% of the time being like a complete pinball masochist and like beating <laughs> myself up with games that are, you know, brutal and playing them over and over again because I can't get enough. But this is the one time that I get to, um, you know, bring out my inner pinball sadist and twist it around and be like, play all of these games. They're going to be really fun, but super messed up and frustrating. Um, so I'm not going to give away anything yet. I'll recap it after, but I have a few things planned um, that should make it really fun. And it was I was actually super flattered because one of my bells, Leslie, who actually just went to Nevada and played in Nevada State Champs, and she made it through two rounds, and I'm super proud of wow. her. Yeah. Um, she started doing some casual-type, format tournaments here in Portland, um, kind of inspired by Bell's stuff that I was doing and then things like Olympics. So she'll have people do like one handed rounds and things like that. So, um, she started doing that, which is very cool. Um, and so she does that with kind of weird format stuff. And then she's also started doing some novice tournaments in Portland, which is great. Um, so it excludes anyone who's in like the top 200, players, I think. Um, so all stuff for funds. And then the novice tournament, she does pay out for first place, second place. And then the first person who gets knocked out of the tournament gets money. <laughs> it's, yeah, she, she's awesome. doing some interesting stuff and I'm, I'm really happy. And it was, you know, uh, flattering to, to see that people enjoy things like the bells, uh, Olympics or the casual, stuff that I'm doing enough to, to take it and run with it because I don't have enough time in a million years to do all of the things I want to do. And I'm glad to see more of that out in the community because I think we need more casual fun stuff because tournaments get so dang serious. <laughs> yes. Um, which there's totally a place for. Um, I was talking to my friend Kate and she's in New York and we were talking about doing, um, she wants to do like a high stake women's tournament. And I'm just like, whatever we need to do to make this happen, like, let's do it. So she and I were, were chatting yesterday about, um, wanting to have something like prize money, like $5,000, like a big purse for, um, for an all women's event. So we're, we're going to do some brainstorming and hopefully get something together and work on some kind of sponsorships and things like that, where we can really um, elevate women's competitive pinball beyond what it is now and hopefully get a lot more recognition. It's hard because pin pin is amazing, but it's also the same weekend as a bunch of other stuff. It's, it's so hard to have that direct competition with like, 
Pinagogo. What, sure. what is Pinagogo called the, now? It's going to be the it's Golden still... State Pinball Festival. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same weekend as that. And I think it's actually the same weekend this year as Powder Puff in Seattle, which is a huge women's tournament that's happened for forever. I'm like, you guys, there aren't that many women's events that are going on. Let's concentrate our efforts or let's, you know, schedule things a little bit nicer to one another so that women can go and do more women's events if they want to and not have to choose between them because you're taking our community, when you look at our community, like at large, it's still pretty small um, relative to all of the humans around. We're at a very niche hobby. And then you take the women who are participating in that and it's an even smaller number of people. And then you're talking about, okay, how many trips do people need to make? And do we want to force them to choose between going to Nevada or California or Seattle? They're all relatively close. It's not even like there's an East Coast tournament the same weekend as the West Coast tournament. And I know I complain about this with things like I can't ever go to the Denver show because it's the same weekend as the Northwest Pinball Arcade show, which I love. Um, And Dave Stewart, who runs that, actually was commenting on the thread that Kate had started about the conversation we had about the big women's event, uh, saying that he wants to, to kind of continue to elevate the women's event at the Northwest show, which is amazing because last year they gave away um, like a restored refurbished Ollie pinball machine for the uh, women's tournament. So to like continue to boost things up there, I think there's a good base um, in Tacoma already at that show. So I'm like, this is great. There's a lot of good stuff happening here, but I have to choose between things (laughs) and I don't like it. And I enjoy the traveling to play pinball aspect because while I'm not, you know, necessarily like, feeling crazy competitive anymore i am definitely enjoying traveling and playing in fun formats and meeting new people when i go to play so i don't want to have to choose between stuff so um that would be really cool for us to be able to do something like big all together (laughs) (laughs) would be really cool yeah the the it's tough when like i said you're you're fighting for attention and people have like to make that decision. It, it, it's kind of one of those weird things. It's like, Oh, it's nice that there's so much going on, but uh, breathing room would be even nicer. <laughs> yeah. I, and one of the things that you talked about a little bit earlier is the novice aspect of, of some things. Um, I kind of feel like that's the true path to growing a pinball scene. Um, we've seen a lot of growth here, but, I mean, the same five to 10 people always win. Right. And my worry is that maybe the bottom will start to kind of fall out um, as the new people just kind of keep getting beat up on. Um, I kind of would like to see um, some sort of fostering of a novice league here. Um, I don't know that I have the time nor the ability to pull that off, but um, something that works more casually in, in the approach of how you put it together Um and obviously low stakes or no stakes, just play pinball and enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's something I've been kicking around in my head. If I can form it up, maybe that I know a person or two that would be willing to do it. Um, I don't know if I have it in me this year to do that, uh, yeah. but, but it would be cool. And I've been thinking about that a lot of how to make sure that the novice people have a place to play beyond just going to a location and playing by themselves. Cause the social scene really mm-hmm. what kind of makes it feel 
a little bit more satisfying. But definitely, but the intimidation factor, I, I get that, and that's why Bells is so awesome. Um, kind of just need to lift that model um, and apply it elsewhere. I don't know that we have enough of a women's scene yet to support like a Bells type of thing, uh, but but novices maybe. So something I want right. to look into. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, okay. Is this? I'm going to force a segue if it's not a good time for one anyway. It's a fantastic so it might as well time. Be one. <laughs> All right. So we were kind of talking before we started about wanting to, to look at some like highlight. Well, not like a year in review, but like a cool thing that happened last year. Maybe something we're excited about this year happening. Um, and I know that we both supported that drop target omnibus yes. uh, Kickstarter, which was super successful. And I am very happy um, that the community kind of got behind that. And it's also the quickest fulfillment of a Kickstarter that I have ever, ever <laughs> experienced. They did not struggle uh, to get their stuff out. No, <laughs> no. And it looks so good. They did such a great job at printing it. Um, yeah. I don't know. John and Alec just like, slated it's really cool the art is great um so it's a collection of all of the drop target zines um that had come out so um it's all of those plus there are a hundred pages of new content um that was not previously released so if you were a fan of the zine before and maybe you still have the zines um definitely still worth picking it up for all of the bonus stuff because it's a huge part of the book and it's great. Yeah. Um, and the way they have the zines kind of broken down by like design and um, community and um, you know, just there's different themes for each of the zines too. So it works really well as book chapters. Um, and then it's nice to see all the new stuff that's in there too. But really really enjoying mine and you got yours i did i was shocked at how big it was um i have all the original right. ones and i forgot just how much content they had produced over that time um but yeah i have all the originals and now i have the omnibus and it's it is beautiful um i wish i had got the dust jacket i did not i did i know <laughs> Um, I couldn't resist. I saw that thing and I was like, man, they did a great job on that. But it, it seriously, it looks great. And it's one of those things that um, the content in it, it's like a good pinball theme. It's, it's evergreen, but it is also rooted in kind of what was going on at the time. So it's, it's fun just to go through and look at it. And I'm, re I'm remembering like, Oh, I remember when I got this issue and kind of what was going on. And, um, you know, where, where the show is at. And it, it's kind of fun to get hit with that, um, with those waves of memories so I was looking at it, but I have not gone through the bonus content yet. I'm still working my way through the stuff I'd already seen just cause it's fun to revisit it. But I did notice okay. it's a huge chunk of the book. It is. And since you haven't gone through it yet, I won't be offended that you didn't see the thing. Where's the but thing? Do you, ha do you have your, do you have your omnibus? I do. I carry it with me everywhere. So I have it. Excellent. Okay, listeners, this is a good time if you maybe haven't made it all the way through your omnibus to, <laughs> to grab your copy. 
everyone, kids, let's all turn our books um, to the bonus chapter, page number 502 okay. of your drop target omnibus. Well, who is that? I see <laughs> Pinball by Sin. No, I'm just kidding. The Bells and Chimes PDX poster. That's awesome. <laughs> I see you um, a little shout out there as well. Yeah, it is um, gorgeous. It's so I did an art trade with John Chad and I've been keeping it secret for so long. Um you, but I did some pixel okay, so craft for him. I knew you did the pixel thing for him, but I did not know what you got in return. Yep. Um, so I have been saving this as a kind of big reveal for Bells. Um, and I have gorgeous, full color, like really nicely um, made prints of this poster, full color, that I... I am going to have them for sale, but I need to figure out how to ship them because that's going to be a pain. Um, tubes but, all day. Tubes all day. Um, yeah. John Chad just did such an amazing job. I gave him like really loose parameters. I said like bells in space um, and something about like creatures and maybe robots and then some kind of like showdown. And he just absolutely killed it just it's so great and the level of detail on it is amazing um so it's kind of like a big battle arena with pinball and it's like a head-to-head -head kind of um setup and it's bells versus beasts and the crowd is like going crazy for bells um kind of cheering them on and have little signs and stuff and there's a big like sign at the top of this like battle dome it is so gorgeous and i could never thank him enough in a million years for um the amazing work that he did on this in our trade um and i actually just got he sent me the original sketch before he drew it out and then he sent me the original pencils um so i got this big frame done that's like um, it's vertical, vertically framed. So it has the sketch, then the pencils, and then the full color at the bottom, with the progression. And it's going to be the centerpiece in my pinball room because it's just so outstanding. It has so much character um, to it. I want to see the yeah. color version. Yeah, I'll. Um, we can post it up now that it's kind of out in the world. Um, but it'll be, I'll have it at our next Bells meeting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really could not be any happier with how it turned out. And um, I'm just so in love with it. And he's the best. And I'm so happy for those guys getting this done and getting the books out. And I've heard nothing but wonderful things from the people who've got theirs. And if you haven't picked one up, it's totally worth picking one up. I I'm sure there is still a way that you can go and order them. I should have looked this up. We can we can link it. Yes. When I post the picture, we'll post a link to buying one. Oh, also, um, yeah, just just so fantastic. And when he asked if he could put it in the book, I was like, hell yes, <laughs> like that would be so great for other people to be able to have access to it too. So, yay! That's a cool surprise. Um, I dig <laughs> that. I am totally gonna buy one, and it's going to go up by my pinball machines. That's awesome. 
Sweet. Yeah, they're they're gorgeous. I uh, I can't wait to show you the color one. No, it's, I can't. Uh, yeah, I bet. So good. Um, okay, and on the subject of surprises, and also on the subject of books, two. I had two book related things that were really cool that happened this year. Um, so we've we've talked several times about my evil Knievel uh, adventures with my uncle's pinball machine yep. that Rob. Um, picked up and brought back to Maryland and gussied up and um, Tommy took it from Pinburg where it was on the floor and now Robert from Double Danger has um, has it. Did I mention that Double Danger is sponsoring Bell's Olympics? Because they are and they're the best. I didn't I'm so know excited. That, I did know yeah. that Double Danger is good people. They're good people. They also have um, the TNA soundtrack on cassette that Scott Denise <laughs> right. released. Um, and they have a limited edition flipper pen that's in the, the color scheme of TNA. And you can get the two, the tape and the pen together in like a little combo pack. So go to Double Danger Pinball and grab that. I know I did. Um, I ordered a few of the cassettes for people who wanted them and I'm bringing some to Australia <laughs> because shipping is crazy. So, um, yes, double danger. Love you guys. Um, so yes. So Robert has my evil Knievel right now and I was at work and I got this package in mail that I wasn't expecting. Um, and the return address just <laughs> said open pinball project. I'm like, I don't remember ordering anything. So I had this moment, I go back to my desk and I open it up. And inside this package is a book, The High Flying Life of Evil Knievel. I'm like, cool like, <laughs> i don't remember ordering anything like just still i had a moment of like how hard did i, wasn't gonna, I was like, what did i yeah but i was just like this is rad what okay so inside the book was the nicest letter like super nice letter um telling me the story of this person selling a pinball machine, like an EM pinball machine. And, um, he has someone contact him about the machine and he kind of looks the guy up because he didn't, he kind of put it out to his local pinball group to sell it and it didn't sell in the local group. So he, um, threw it up, um, on Craigslist and this guy reaches out. So he, I guess he kind of like looked up, the seller um and he learned that the guy writes for the boston globe and had written a bunch of sports books and when he looked um over the titles he saw that one of the books he wrote was about evil knievel and in the letter he's like okay so if it's the same guy i'm gonna ask him for a copy of the book um and he shows up and he's gonna buy the game and so the letter sender helps him load it up and everything. It's an older gentleman who goes to pick up the machine. So they, they work it out. Um, they're kind of talking about, um, talking about money. So he, the guy offered him the Craigslist asking price and he offered it to him for the price he put it out to his like local pinball group for. Um, and he told him, uh, this is the price but it comes with a terrible curse. 
<laughs> you must give me a copy of the Evil Knievel book. <laughs> um, so he said, we shook hands and I wondered if I would ever see the book. I told him the story of your Evil Knievel pinball machine and how the community helped to move it across the country. He's like, well, as you can see, it showed up. Um, and hopefully it can earn a place next to the Evil Knievel pinball machine. Merry Christmas from the Open Pinball Project. So I have to say, first of all, like when I read this letter, you, thank you. Like you had me in such happy tears. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Oh God, I'm doing it again. Um, for all of the stuff that happens in this community that sometimes we get a little frustrated by or people are jerks or you know, don't show enough respect to one another. Um, this community is amazing and there are such amazing people in it. And I am so grateful to everyone who's a part of my pinball story and the evil Knievel pinball story. And, you know, the place that that has like in my family and my childhood and my development in the community now. And, um, Hugh, you just like brought it all home and I love this so much. Um, I've got my signed copy <laughs> uh, by Lee Montville of my Evil Knievel book, uh, which he signed Pinball Wizard. And this letter and this book 100% have a very special place next to my Evil Knievel pinball machine forever and ever and ever. Um, and yeah, I, it, I'm just so touched by the whole thing and the fact that like the story has been shared and that the community is such a part of this and that the machine has a life outside of my uncle's basement and outside of when it gets to my home and that people are actually able to enjoy it and play it and that there's, you know, that Rob breathed all this life back into this machine and um, that it's connecting all of these people in this way that I never would have imagined it did. Um, but this was 100% like the absolute nicest thing anyone's done for me in a really long time. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know what it was. That was the funny thing. Cause <laughs> that's uh, right. You and Joe were a part of orchestrating yeah. this and I had no idea. You passed along the address and I didn't know what it was going to be sent to you. Um, I, I just was like, yeah, I don't mind giving people her address. Go for it. <laughs> He did have a little postscript that said you should talk to Jeff about giving Joe your address to give to a stranger. <laughs> I did the responsible thing, and it was your work address, not your home address. Thanks. <laughs> so, anyway, that, I know that was awesome. Um, I remember when you got that, and you're like, "What? do you know what Open Pinball Project is? Like, yeah, I kickstarted their thing. And... Um, yeah. Anyway, then we started talking about what it was. It was pretty cool. I, that was very fun. Also, just thoughtful. That's like so thoughtful. The biggest thing is that people struggle to be thoughtful these days, and to have something like that, it just felt good. So. Yeah, definitely. So that was, I mean, what a way to to round out the year. You know, that was not the easiest year. <laughs> not the easiest year. But man, what a high note to put things in perspective and, and really finish things off. Yeah. But yeah, so good. Wait, okay, so let's, what was your, 
like 2017 thing, like the thing that happened in 2017 that I don't want to say got you choked up because you're literally choking, but uh, <laughs> what's, what's the thing that you will look back to 2017 and be like, that's when this happened. Um, you know, actually there were a lot of moments and like selecting one almost feels kind of weird. I, I didn't have any like kind of the overwhelming moments, but I had a very distinct moment, I guess that I, I could mention. And, um, last year I got out to several shows and traveled around and even like did the drive all night to get to a pinball tournament and drive all night back deal, um, to Vegas, to Colorado. I just, I got out and I got around and, um, as I've been going to these same shows, um, whether they've been in California or Texas or Colorado, you know, the different places I've been to pinball shows over the years and you keep seeing the same people and every time you get to know them a little bit more, um, and some of them you keep up with throughout the year, I kind of just had this weird moment, um, where I, I had been to, uh, pinball showdown in in denver that's the closest thing to what i consider a home show i know a lot of people out there while i'm out there i'm i'm saying hi to people constantly playing games with people constantly and and getting pulled aside and i love it um and if you remember i was not confident that i was gonna be able to get in at pinburg because i was pretty far down on the waiting list um and california extreme overlapped the same day as pinburg and so I was out at California Extreme, and I felt like the only pinball person in the world for a little bit that was out on the West Coast. Um, but it was funny because while I was there, my phone was exploding with texts. A lot of them, people I knew, and they were in my contacts list. So, oh, I'm getting a text from so-and-so, and it's pinball-related. And, hey, how's California Extreme? We wish you were at Pinburg. Things like that. I was getting a lot of that. Then I started getting a lot of texts from people whose phone numbers just came in. I didn't know who they were. And I'd read the text say, I got your phone number from so-and-so. I hope you don't mind, but I was just talking to him here at Pinburg and it's a total bummer. You're not here. And it kind of felt good um, to see the community being so aware of when someone's not there or um, I got a lot of, Hey, I know so-and-so is going to be at California stream. Look them up. And in fact, you mentioned Gene um, earlier in the show. He he totally did that. He's like, uh, he was out at Pinburg. He's like, hey, I heard you're out at California Extreme. Bummer you're not here. But so-and-so is going to be at the show. Go look them up. This is what they look like. Definitely talk to them. They're awesome. And so I'm, I was, it was interesting to see um, how the community, like he had no reason to, to try and introduce me to someone. But like, hey, you'll have a better time if you do. Um and we made all the jokes of like, I was the one person off in the far land while everyone else was, you know, at the center of the pinball world for that weekend. But um, kind of like what you went through, it was very thoughtful um, to know that you're in people's minds. Um, and it's not like I was going through any struggle or trial. I was at a pinball show, but just people checking in. Um, it was pretty cool. And I, I thought about that a lot um, because there were some nasty moments this year in the community um, as there tend to be kind of every year. And they ranged from just people uh, taking differing, differing opinions to 
way too much of a, a level of conflict than they needed to be or sexism, uh, racism, you know, transphobia, whatever it might be. We saw a lot of it in 2017 in the hobby, outside the hobby. Um, but as I was kind of processing that and I, I told you and um, that I kind of wanted to back away from the community. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do the show anymore. I didn't want to do a whole lot of stuff. Um, I talked about giving up the state rep for the uh, SES tournament. And I talked about, I did, I did stop league and that that's not tied to this other reasons. Um, but I kind of thought like, do I even want to be in this hobby anymore? But um, thinking back, it's like, yeah, I do. And this is a community I want to be in. I just want to be in it in a different way. Um, I want to focus on the people who are good. I want to focus on the good that's happening. I don't want to be quiet about the things that are bad because those things need to be brought to light and they need to be pushed out. But in the end, I do think that the pinball hobby at its local levels is just pretty fantastic. Um, yeah. Your local scenes, whether you're in them or you're visiting someone else's, it's usually pretty awesome. And differences can very easily get set aside. And people do genuinely care about one another. And I saw that this year. And it, it, let, uh, it backed me away from some, some ledges that I was all too eager to jump off of. Um, so that, that's kind of my cool thing 2017. Um, the, the pinball individual is pretty awesome. Um, we have some issues that we can work on as a collective, but the individual is, is pretty great. And, uh, that's my 2017 highlight, I guess. (laughs) Um, we're so sappy. I know. Right. Um, yeah, it's true though. People are pretty good, but sometimes they're terrible, but a lot of them are great. And, you know, um, I had a, friend pass away unexpectedly and one of the things i said about him is uh if you ever needed a laugh he was the quickest person to reach out and he'd immediately have a link to something stupid on the internet that was gonna make you laugh or something um that was offensive in the way that um it was targeted at you that could only make you laugh at yourself i guess i don't know how to explain it but um what I said about him is that he was also the first person to immediately drop all the jokes, drop everything and be there for when you needed it. And I feel like there's a lot of people like that in this hobby that they can be loud mouth. They can be at times annoying and you want to wring their neck, but the second you need them in like a real way, they totally drop the act and they're there. So uh, thank goodness for that at times. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. I think that's a really good way to go out. Let's yeah. Yeah. It can't get any better than that, right? I think not. But that for the episode, not for the show, right? <laughs> right. Uh, no, I Right. <laughs> up until very recently, I didn't I didn't think there I was okay going on with it. Um but I think things are okay. I think so things are okay now, right? With the show. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I, I heard that from you and was like, mm, no, I think we should still do a thing. Plus, um, 
you know, if anyone's going to kill the show off, it's going to be me, right? Like, I'm the interloper. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm the one who destroys them. So, no. Uh, if people want to know more in that, I'll just talk to them one on one, whatever. But no, things are fine. So, things yeah. are okay. Yeah. They, things are okay. That's our 2018 <laughs> motto. Things are okay. Get the shirts made. <laughs> um, one last bit of personal news and I'm not going to get okay. into it because we're running long but um, I have filed for a patent I'm an inventor so I want to be treated with respect that an inventor gets from now on <laughs> what <laughs> okay um I don't, I mean, there are people who've invented some weird shit, so... No, it's not. It's not cool. Think... It's hardly useful at all, but I'm an inventor. Okay. <laughs> it's a long get, get the shirt made. <laughs> I'm an inventor. I invent stuff. <laughs> that it? Is that a show? That's a show. All right. Um, uh, That's probably a long show. Oh, no, like an hour and a half. Yeah. Cool. Um... Knocking it out. Email pinballpodcast at gmail.com. I will actually check it. I haven't for a while now. <laughs> um, uh, that was tied to a lot of other things, but you're the only one who checks. Let's let's get let's get uh talking again. So oh yeah. We did miss out one thing and I'm just gonna do a reference. Um, this week in pinball did their awards. Go check it out. Basically dialed in and total nuclear annihilation cleaned up all over the place. Um, yeah. but just beyond that, it's a great site this week in pinball. They do a great job, um, pulling together all the news and presenting it in an easy to digest format, um, between them and pinball supernova, you're pretty much covered. Oh, and pinball news, you're pretty much covered in your news. So, um, we were going to covered in news. We were going to run them down, but, uh, go look. Um, and thanks to whoever nominated us for pinball podcast. Like that was I didn't vote for us. <laughs> we got nominated. We got I didn't even know there were awards. <laughs> that there's someone out there that is um, uh, some sort of uh, vigilante uh, show promoter because we also got nominated for the oh. podcast awards. And normally you have to nominate your own show. Um, when I started getting what? information about that, I was just deleting the emails until one day someone asked me, "Was like, hey, did you ever like?" do the this or that because you're nominated or whatever. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I went and looked. I think it costs money to nominate a show. So whoever did that, neat. Um, whoever actually paid for and sent the trophy, we got a trophy that said finalist what? for people's choice awards for games and hobbies. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Um, <laughs> so what else are you keeping from me? I just got the trophy yesterday. It, it's like $120 or something like that. I, I thought this is just a big money-making scam. Um, Hold on. When you said that someone nominated us and had to pay, I was thinking it was like $5. And I was like, dude, I'm going to buy you a beer. $120. I, I don't know what it costs to nominate a show. It, maybe you don't have to pay to nominate, but you have to – I don't know. Whatever it was, um, at some point when it happened – and I, I know I never mentioned on the show, hey, go vote for us. Sorry. We probably should have. Um Maybe next year, <laughs> but yeah, I got a trophy yeah. yesterday in the mail 
my wife's like, do you know what this is? I had no clue. It, and it, I opened it up and yeah, someone went and did that. So, um, I will send That's you a picture awesome. and, uh, something else I need to tie off the air. It's kind of cool. So, Ooh. okay. And then I'll tell you my, um, secret, maybe not strategy, but maybe strategy to blowing up star Wars. Uh, don't play it. Oh yeah. It's yeah, 40 X. It's 40 X <laughs> and then hyperspace. Hurry up. So I do not worry about that stupid bonus X button ever. <laughs> I, I hit it once to launch the ball and then I never look at it again. <laughs> and I had 1.5 billion in bonus. That's actually really impressive so. for not messing with the multipliers. Um, Oh, I only, yeah, I only get in that realm when I do the multipliers, but okay. So, um, also there's some stuff coming for the show. I'm reinvigorated. We'll get into that future episode though. All right. Okay then. Have a great one guys. Good night.